I had an also. I, that's, you know, that's good professional broadcasting is when you say also and you take the mic from people and then you don't actually have anything to add also. <laughs> I'm going to try to fit a couple of those in the episode. Welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and Dave. Boys, how are we doing today? A little tired. (laughs) Nice. That is a perfect Monday sound, Dave. Ian, please isolate that. I would like to use that for many, many days in the future. Speaking of Ian... Thank you, Ian, for being the producer of our podcast, turning it into the fine audio quality product that it is. Thank you to Jen for helping us run our social media accounts. Today is Monday, April 18th. Still waiting on that spring weather to turn up. Uh, it did mm-hmm. snow today. What Mm-mm. the F? I yeah, don't. Come on. I'm, I'm done Gross. with that. Yeah, no, no need for that. And yesterday was Easter. So happy Easter to all of our listeners. And if you don't celebrate Easter, then happy Sunday. I hope it was a good, relaxing weekend. I know that I got some much needed rest in. No one cares about that. So (laughs) (laughs) we talked about this. (laughs) You're right, Dave. We talked about it. I need to talk less about myself and more about sports on the podcast. Sports related podcast. Yes. Let's do it then. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you, Other Herman. Chicago Red Stars up first. Played Racing Louisville on Saturday. Came away with a tie. Uh, one to one. So we did score. Yeah. That's Take good. I thought, I thought that us scoring meant that we'd win, but apparently not. However, nope. right-sided wingback scored Kowalski, which is a great name. But also contributions from that spot will be critical in the formation that we're playing. And the fact that someone has already done it before the season has started is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And coming up next, we're still playing in the Challenge Cup here. Coming up next is Kansas City, Sunday, April 24th at 4 p.m. This is a big stakes game. Yes. If we care about the Challenge Cup, which, you know, we want to do well, uh, we're doing better than I thought we would. So again, we're starting from that framework of brand new coach, pretty new team, mm. but we're doing quite well. We're in second right now behind Kansas City in our group, which is why this is a must win if we want to go to those knockout rounds. And it's a good you know, experience builder. It's a must win early on so that when those must wins come later on in the season, you know, we have it under our belt. We know what we're doing. Absolutely. Kansas, Yeah. Kansas also plays a three back. Yeah. Just to interrupt you real quick. Uh, So slightly, they play it differently, um, but it will be a good watch just to see the two styles with the same sort of base structure. Have an overwhelming desire to cut you off at all times. So when you leave little gaps like that, that's, that's just what's going to happen. So I've seen, I would think, 
I would think 43 episodes in, we would have figured this out, but apparently not. No, no, no. (laughs) Quick reminder, the first match of the season is on Saturday, April 30th versus Racing Louisville. That takes place 7 p.m. Previously, we had mentioned May 7th was the opening day match. Incorrect. Saturday, April 30th. Oops. Racing Louisville, 7 p.m. Chicago Red Stars season opener. Woo! I just saw the San Diego Wave logo when I was looking at this schedule. My God, is it sick. You guys got to look that up right now. Yeah, no, both no. both the uh, Californian teams are doing it right, I think. Yeah. Anyways, oh, man. My B. Wow, that is beautiful. I love that. It's a good thing that it's a visual on, on an audio. Yeah, video, yeah. But, no, this you know, is you're welcome, really everyone. Content. <laughs> Listener, Listeners, just look up the new logo. Go look it up. Look at Angel City <laughs> FC and San Diego Wave FC, the newest teams, the NWSL this year. Uh, I'm sure we'll see them on the calendar at some point and talk about it then. But in the meantime, look up those logos. They're pretty cool. It looks like if the ocean was made out of the tropical flavors of Skittle colors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Solid description. In. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the fire. They played LA Galaxy this past weekend, Saturday, 7 p.m. This game ended in a 0-0 tie. Okay, soccer. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. Great. (laughs) Thanks, fire. I mean, this is the fire this season. Until Hyro shows up, until we have Shakiri clicking on all cylinders, Mm. this is the way the fire is going to play. And we know this now. It's just there, there have been seven goals in the games involving the fire, which is a crazy low amount in the amount of games we've Mm. played. So that's neither team put a shot on goal. It's hard to score when neither team puts a shot on goal. <laughs> it's like so frustrating though. Cause like, I guess like at the end of the day, like we got a point and that's better than a lot of the, the games last year where we just would drop in a tight game like this. So it's like, I am right. still optimistic, but God, a, a no zero, zero tie. is just mm-hmm. terrible. Especially with like when you face the galaxy who's known for scoring and kind of loose play. It it was a bummer. Yeah. Game certainly could have been more fun. It was 0.6 expected goals to 0.4. So if both teams were shooting on the same goal, maybe we get a goal in this one. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is how the math works there. Uh, But I mean, (laughs) fire had the 0.6. They had more shots again, none of them on goal, but uh, you know, that base is really what we're working on and we're currently in the playoff race. So happy enough with that. We need Shakiri back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> without we a doubt. Really that. Like it's, it's such a different team without him, which is, you know, it's nice to have him, but mm. we need him. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure. Hiro will, even with, if we're down Shakiri with him on the team, I don't know how that's going right. to work either. It's fair. He is the the main guy. I've been tracking his progress in Liga MX because he's still playing for Atlas. And he's Mm -hmm. been without a goal contribution. That means no assists, no goal for quite a few games now. Mm. Uh, Okay. That's what I was going to say. Like, but I see it all the time. Like, I like to like look at the social media and everybody's begging for him to come here. It's like, I don't know why. Like, like he, like, I want to be optimistic, but I don't know. 
I think it, it could be another failed DP. And and even if he's not failed, like you're asking him to come in, in the middle of the season with a bunch of people he hasn't played with, I would temper my expectations as far as that goes. Focus on the talent we have. We got to get Shabelko going. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got to get we got to get Shakiri healthy and mm-hmm. continue to be healthy. And that's what's kind of scary about Soldier Field is that p- people pick yeah. up random leg injuries all the time. Yeah, fair. Uh, continue developing Slonina, like like we've said. Like he he's continued to keep the goals low, and that's also a testament to Chihos and the defense. Yep, that has to just continue, and they you know. That's what we could focus on. That's in our control. It's not, that's not like put the whole season based on what happens with, with Torres like later. That's fair. That's fair. It's a good point. So I'm going to talk about Chihos, Olmsberg, Slonina. If that threesome is having a great season and no one's scoring on us, you know, we will find a way to find goals. I feel like throughout the season, we'll get better at that. And you know, that's my optimistic view of it is this base seems yeah. to be really good, a really good launch pad. And we just got to find a way to score some goals. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been like working. the fire are learning to play without Shakiri right now for a little yep. bit, mm-hmm. which no one wants to do, but he's not always going to be healthy. Is there any more news on what his knock actually is? Like where it's located on his body? I think it was knee, leg. I thought he had some tightness in one of his legs, but uh, it's a calf uh, injury. He's got some yeah. calf. Okay. Calf. Uh-huh. Well, there's a lot of muscle there. Hopefully that heals <laughs> up. With his calves definitely for, use him. No, especially his. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's, <laughs> keep your eyes up calves. here. You know, like type situation. <laughs> Let me see him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a person, not a bag of meat. <laughs> Coming up next for the fire is a U.S. Open Cup match versus Union Omaha, which will take place Tuesday of this week. So two days ago for our listeners yeah. <laughs> tuning in on Thursday. Uh, what What is all this? What is the U.S. Open Cup and who are the Union Omaha? You can go Brady and then I'll see what I have to say. Sure. That's fine. Brady, you've been voluntold. Voluntold, yes. <laughs> so US Open Cup is basically our version of the FA Cup. It is a yes. it's an open meaning just about any team can join this tournament. Now there's all kinds of weird stipulations and you have to apply and all these things, but the concept is your Joe Average rec team could play against an MLS team. Now, the way the tournament is set up is these Joe average teams play each other, knock each other out. And then you go later on into the tournament where all of these professional clubs have already qualified and already are ready to play. Could one of those Joe average teams be a certain rec team coached by uh, Mr. Brady himself (laughs) Which uh, I believe that we did win one game, uh, therefore <laughs> qualified. Yes. Uh, yes. The paperwork is still going through. I think we're a couple of years out. And uh, by then we might have lost interest in the. Okay. <laughs> well, if we haven't lost interest, we will have lost yeah. the ability to run for that long. Absolutely. I believe. So. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the ugly part of it. <laughs> We were already playing on a half a field. Maybe if we got down to a quarter, we'd be okay. Yeah. 
So the dream is alive is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. I was going to say though, that <laughs> we as a organization put a lot into this because we won it a bunch of times mm-hmm. a very long time ago. Like, so we're talking almost, you know, 20 years ago, we had done really well in it. Like now, like, I don't understand the infatuation of our fan base with this tournament. Like we just haven't really well, competed a, in it. It's yeah. a trophy. We haven't been. It is. It, to no, it is. And it's really. winnable, but it's just, we haven't been close yeah. in a while. And we do lose to some regional like teams that aren't very good very often. So it'd be really nice if we could come out there and do this, but I, I wonder who he's going to play. So I guess come right. you know, Thursday when this airs, you know, well, you could go and take a look at the lineups and see kind of who, what, what kind of team is put on the field. Yeah. And then you'll kind of see how serious we're taking it at that point. Certainly. It might be a good opportunity to tune in and watch some of the younger guys who don't get a lot of time on the team. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And just to answer the last part of the question, Union Omaha is part of USL League One. So they're part of a, they're a semi-pro team, lower tier on the, you know, the soccer ladder uh, in the U.S. Sure. Um, Should be an easy win for the fire. And we will probably talk more about U.S. Open games going forward. But, you know, anything can happen. That's why they play the game. So, you know, uh, it'll be fun to watch. It's going to be around, I'm sure, all over the Chicago Fire site. And again, the game's already happened, so I don't know why I'm trying to tell you that. Uh, sorry, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. So in addition to the U.S. Open Cup match, we have the next MLS match for the Chicago Fire, which is this Saturday, April 23rd at 4 p.m. And this is going to be against the Minnesota Loons, my team. Podcast rival. My team. (laughs) I'm really excited for this one. Since we started the podcast, these two teams have not faced off in an active season match. I think they met preseason last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think so. I'm really pumped for this. Both teams currently sit in seventh place in their respective conference tables. It's the Battle of the Sevens, which, I mean, you can't get excited about that, but that's not, you know, it's it's fine. It's the last (laughs) place that gets you a playoff spot, so sure. Mediocrity. Woohoo! Yeah. Looking. (sighs) No more looking. Moving forward to the game of the week. Last week, we chose the Scottish Cup semifinal. Celtic versus Rangers as our game of the week. Victory goes to the Rangers two to one. Who and what I'm a so match glad. it was. I'm so glad oh. we picked this one. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of it was awesome. <laughs> I'm actually like, I think the fact there was a cup game was huge too. I think yeah. it would have been a big atmosphere, but it being a cup game made it more awesome. And I was right again. I'm on a roll with the yeah, scores, guys. You so. are noticed. Well that. done, Dave. Well done. Watch out. Although <laughs> technically it happened in extra time, but we didn't have any stipulations that it couldn't be. So right. It's true. No, you, you <laughs> valid victory. No, the energy was super cool. The the the, the rivalry is called the old firm, it's oldest derby in soccer. Uh and I had some notes kind of just overall with it and why it's important to soccer in general. Um, 
it tends to be an annual battle for the top spot in the Scottish Premiership. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is a cop tie and there has to be a winner, like it drew a huge crowd and it was also on Easter Sunday. So it was just nuts. Was like it was a nuts, nuts setup. Um, and if, you know, obviously because, you know, they're, they're in an annual battle for the top spots in this, in this league, they tend to be the only teams that are featured in like European soccer as well. So you see them like mm-hmm. pop up in the champions league or the Europa league quite often. Uh, like we had mentioned last week, Rangers is still in the Europa league and they've made it to the final four, which is pretty cool. Uh, they, this is also referred to as the Glasgow Derby, but um, it's basically like we had mentioned Protestant versus Catholic loyalists versus Republic, the Brits versus the Scots, uh, conservatism versus socialism. That's mm. kind of what's mm. pit in this match. And that's why the world takes an interest to, in it, to it in general. And you could even see like before the match, you could see the, uh, the union Jack and the uh, Irish flag, like on either mm-hmm. side of like, mm-hmm. and, and it was nuts. Cause you could also see the strip of highlighter, yellow yes. security guards in yeah. between it all. Like <laughs> the whole time. That, talk about that. that was yeah. so neat. Like just to see that, like what what a cool atmosphere and how serious people take it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. I did want to point out though too that Rangers actually experienced some finan- financial issues back in mm-hmm. uh, 2012, which kind of impacted the rivalry. Obviously, because they it took a while for them to climb back up to the top league. Hmm. It took them four years, but they ended up doing wow. that. And while it did damage a bit of the tens- intensity, like it was quickly restored. Cause again, yeah, it's back. The, the money, as soon as they got back, the money backed them again. Um, and Rangers actually had won it um, last year, I believe for the first time since they had been relegated down to the, the lower league. And now they actually still hold the most wins of the championship versus Celtics. They have 55 and Celtic has 51. So it's very tight despite only being two horses in the race. Yeah. Uh, that was a good summary. Um, the last little bit I would add is the quote unquote Catholic side is the Celtic side. Um, yes. and they always yeah. wear these like bright green and white striped jerseys, very classic super cool. Celtic mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Rangers were the quote unquote like Protestant side and they have, they've always been red, white, and blue, bright blue <laughs> tops white shorts, red socks, just a very classic look. And it makes for a beautiful picture on a yeah. soccer pitch in, in full color. It's wonderful. Uh, I'll nice. jump into the lineups um, because I care about that kind of thing. One of the fun things about these two particular outfits is their squads are so international because they don't mm-hmm. have, they have more money than their other Scottish counterparts, but they're not a Premier League team. So they are trying to make gains anywhere they can. You've got, a, there are a few Japanese players running around on Celtic. There's Irish players, yep. Greek players, Swiss, uh, Ivory Coast. Rangers had, uh, there's, you know, a bunch of English, Welsh, Nigeria, like just Romanian, like the, just anywhere you can find a gap and find the yeah. best player for good money, you're finding it here. There was two names that I was actually pretty shocked about because I, I don't follow them religiously, but I saw Aaron Ramsey was mm-hmm. playing for Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had no idea that Joe Hart had signed with mm-hmm. Celtic either. That was wild because I kind of thought he just disappeared. <laughs> um, really cool to see that, that there were some names that I could remember from the Premier League. Right. 
Yeah. And then even some of these other players around like Kent and um, Scott Arfield, like played for Wigan and Newcastle and were either like loaned out and couldn't make it back or different things like that. So there's Premier League ties all over the place. Um, So it's just, it's a really cool league to get into if you can. And specifically these two teams are, you know, very famous for a reason. So we'll start with Celtic. It played a 4-3-3 with a true like holding six midfielder. Um, started with Juranovic out wide right, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, and Taylor as your back four. We mentioned Joe Hart is in goal, so that completes your back line. McGregor played the holding mid. Rojic and Hatate played the dual eights. And then we had Abada, Jota, which I'm sure freaked you out a little bit, Dave, in this game. Joe did for a second. Around. I was like, what? <laughs> and then Dyson Maeda played the striker in this one. And he is a energizer bunny. He never stopped running. I was quite impressed. For the Rangers, they played a 4-2-3-1. We had John McLaughlin in goal. Uh, Tavernier, Goldston, Bassey, and Barisic were your back four. Jack and Lundstrom were our two holding mids. Aaron Ramsey played the out wide right attacking mid, but he was everywhere. He's all over the place. Uh, Aribo as the center attacking mid, Kent and Roof as your striker. Uh, so you've got the two midfields that are kind of inverted. One's got two holding, one's got the one holding, and we'll see who wins the midfield battle type thing. And no one's reinventing the wheel here. This is Scottish soccer. Mm-hmm. You got to earn to play, you got to earn to get to the ball. And then you're going to see a bunch of crosses in this game because the middle of the field is going to be hard to break down. So you got to go around it a little bit. Yep. I love the style of play all the way through the game. First thing that I noticed is at kickoff, the amount of smoke (laughs) that was on the field. You could barely see. I love that. You could barely see anything. It's like a battle from the 18th century where they've been firing cannonballs at each other for (laughs) hours. It was just nuts. And the stands too. Yeah, I did Whoa. want to bring it back to that. We talked about oh. there was a yellow highlighter dividing line of security people. <laughs> and then the left yeah. side was all Ranger blue and the right side yep. was all Celtic green. So cool. <laughs> just so, so cool. It, it, that, that would just be so cool to go to that game as a neutral. Yeah. Game. But I don't even know if you can do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you have to like pick a side and wear the right color. Like, right. And I brought both my jerseys to this game. <laughs> If they heard your American accent, you'd you'd be lucky to get out of there alive, I think. Jump in the middle of the highlighters with like a split jersey and make it out alive. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the volume of chants was... The celebrations, like the the intensity, like it it was so cool to hear like the depth of like the noise coming from each side, like Mm -hmm. just screaming. It's so unique. And that was a a big stadium with like a full track. So the crowd is not close, but I'm sure the players felt like they were right over them, the amount of energy. And then the energy in the actual players. Like Mm -hmm. I talked about Maeda, the intensity of closing down from forwards. Like with Scottish football, you might win that ball. Like you just might see something weird. You might see Zach Steffen trip over his feet. Oh, wait, that was a Premier League team. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you see Ooh. all kinds of. <laughs> yeah. So you see all kinds of like crazy pressure that actually comes home. So you get it throughout the entire game. And that was just really fun to see. 
yes, the intensity was present throughout the game. It was Celtic that came away with the first goal. Callum McGregor, who's doing his best raccoon impression this game, had the feet of the Taylor. Opera. Fan of the opera. It was like right there. <laughs> Come on. That's true. Hey, fair. <laughs> the raccoon of the opera feeds to Taylor to put Celtic up one to zero, striking first. It was awesome. And you could see the coach was, I mean, you, you score a goal, coach is going to be pleased, but this was a beautiful yes. set piece. And he was like, <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. Yeah. So Celtic purposely not ready. Like everyone's kind of just wandering up, not paying attention to the ball. You've got two people standing over the ball. And I noticed that the person who put the ball down, which is like 99% of the time, the person that actually takes the free kick was not the person that played the short pass. It's all happening here. It's all mm -hmm. very planned. Um, and then Taylor, the goal scorer, made a blindside run and confused two of the people who then went after McGregor to stop him from doing what he needed to do. So it was just a really nice uh, just idea. You're taking advantage of everyone being so intense and like, okay, we got to win this header, win this cross, win this header. We're paying attention to that and oh, the ball's already in play and he's turned and shot and the deflection put it right in the corner. Beautiful goal for Celtic. It was. It was disappointing because I kind of felt like Rangers were in control. Mm -hmm. but it actually made it more of a game to made mm -hmm. it a test for Rangers at that point. Yeah, and I agree that it was just cool to see. Yeah. yeah. Other than Maeda's pressure, the Rangers had the ball majority of the game and felt like they were going to score. Um, which brings us to their goal. So this was all second half. So we didn't get a goal in the first half. Still was crazy intense. Now we're moving to the Rangers goal. Big, huge diagonal to the outside back to Vernier, which I actually thought had an amazing game. And the Rangers played a little bit asymmetrical, letting Tavernier go all over the place. Uh, and then Ramsey would tuck into the middle. Unfortunately, he got injured. And I'll actually talk about that in a little bit. Um, so he wasn't on the field for this goal, but the big diagonal crushes Celtic. They mm -hmm. don't have the time to react to it. The cross was behind everyone, behind especially that defensive line that was collapsing. So the roof, uh, the striker is just trying to get a foot on it. He settles it, but it's getting away right to our field who puts in the upper corner. One of those just like, oh, found it, mine, goal. And I love it. So now we have extra time. One-to-one -one finish. And yeah, so just Ooh. free soccer. We get just oh yeah yeah more intensity. Although I did notice that the crowd got tired by like the ninety fifth oh, yeah. minute. There was a little bit quieter than it had been minute one. They thought they were only going to be drinking for ninety minutes. <laughs> I was going to say beer beer runs out eventually, and then people get sleepy. Yep, and I I thought that Celtic controlled Rangers for the most part in the first half. Then Rangers really took over in the second half, got scored on, managed to find a way to score, and then took over the game in extra time, oh, yeah. which I actually mm -hmm. thought was quite interesting because they had just played an extra time game against a Portuguese team, Braga, yeah. in the Europa League. And I looked at the lineups, exact same 11. Hmm. So no wonder people are walking off, grabbing their hamstrings and their feet and whatever else. Like, they were on their last legs going into this game. I don't know how the heck they still had energy and extra time. It was a testament to how well they've been playing, though. And yeah. these these uh, 
additional competitions and now they've earned themselves a spot in the finals. They have a shot at qualifying for the final in Europa league, which would be a really cool feat. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played some really solid teams. So I, th- I gotta, gotta give thanks to Steven Gerrard for the club that he built, right? Future Gee. Liverpool coach, Steven Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also the, the conditioning staff deserve a yes, pay raise absolutely. because wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably more appropriate, but <laughs> you gave it to Gerard. Yeah, that's okay. I did want to talk about Gio Van Bronckhorst. I mean, he's an ex Arsenal, Barcelona, Feyenoord. Like, he's played for really good teams, including Rangers. So he comes back to one of the first teams that he played for. And that's pretty cool that now he's managing that team. That's pretty cool. Takes him to a final, getting him close in Europa League. I'm going to go right into the Rangers game-winning goal, and I talk about breaking formation at Mm -hmm. times, this was a center back that just decided to go on a long run, and it worked out for him and his team, and it was off a free kick. Like, everyone kind of just took a a second, everyone's gassed, and was like, okay, we can take a breath. And Bassey was like, no, I'm I'm gone. Uh, No one's keeping up with me. He goes all the way down the left side. Celtic were not expecting it, and it all, eventually it resulted in a 2v1 on the outside on Celtics right side and you put the ball in a dangerous spot. There's no way to stop it with this two V one, the way that Celtic were playing. And that's, it's a goal. It was an own goal, but if he doesn't tap it in, I think the forward does. So it's just one of those. You put the ball in a dangerous spot. It's a good, good cross. As he decided that's enough. I'm tired. I'm just going to end the yes. game right here. Ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. I love it when players do that. So aftermath, this was a semifinal, which means the Rangers move on to the final and they will be facing the Hearts, which I know is short for another team name, Brady. What is the full team name? I I think they're just Hearts. I think I've it seen. is just Hearts. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh, we need I guess Heart of Midlothian. Heart of Midlothian. Good, good call there. But, yeah. 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 Fine for Herman, but they do Herman. go by hearts. Like I've never heard anybody refer to them as heart of Midlothian. Midlothian. Okay. All Midlothian right. Well, so yes, there's the right win. way and there's the easy way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so game of the week in Scotland wrapped up quick trip over to England for EPL check-in Brady kick us off here with some hotspur news. Well, we all predicted that Brighton being as good of a team as they are, you know, it was going to be a tough one for us. I don't understand just what they're doing. trolls. They're just, just smacking teams in the top four for no reason other than we're Brighton. That's what we're here to do. Uh, but Arsenal also lost to Southampton. So thank you, Arsenal. Yes. Uh, it allowed Man U to jump ahead of them, but no one jumped ahead of us. So Spurs in fourth, Man U in fifth with 54 points. And then Arsenal tied with them with 54 points. Spurs hanging on with 57. Ooh. It's it's uh, the pundits, and I have to agree, like none of the teams deserve to be in the Champions League in that fourth <laughs> spot. So, so They are really like, trying no, to... No, you take it. No, yeah, you pass take it. Pass the buck, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think, I it's, think it's, it's It makes crazy for a critical. fun finish. And yeah, it is crazy critical. Like, like Brighton has beaten... Pretty much every top flight team yeah. this year. Like yeah. 
So that's legit. Southampton, while they haven't been as good this year, they've been known to upset like people and cost mm-hmm. people the league or Champions League qualifying spots. It is harsh. Um, and it is, I still have to say this, the best soccer league in the world in my opinion. <laughs> and yep. I, I am very biased, but it is definitely the most entertaining. So you'd expect anybody to be able to beat anybody if they're locked in and they play good defense. And that's what happened to well both said. teams this week. Very well said. Moving to Chelsea. Quick update. They did beat Real Madrid in their second Champions League match with them on the 12th. But Real Madrid wins on aggregate 5-4. to four. Woo! Yeah, played no, just poopy Dave. enough in that first leg. <laughs> no, he Dave. Just got Benzema. No. Karim Benzema. He's so good. Yeah. Still. <clears throat> Damn. However... They did beat Crystal Palace in the FA Cup semi, 2-0, to zero, which means they will be facing Liverpool in the FA Cup final. On May 14th, time, TBD. Dave? Outcome? It's on. It's on. Outcome determined? On. Yeah. Predetermined? 3-0. No. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just aggressive. <laughs> throwing it out there no it's gonna be another good game it's yeah, annoying fun. how many times we faced chelsea and man city this year sick of it well sick if you want to be the best that's what you got to do yeah yeah quadruple still in play just you know give us give us your info uh by the time this airs hopefully we've handled man U. Uh, Everton this weekend, mm-hmm. which you know, payback, send them Merseyside down to Derby Championship. <laughs> it is Merseyside Derby, but like it's huge because this kicks off a really hard stretch for Everton. And <laughs> if Liverpool can like just start it off with a bang, I think it'll be great. Um, I'm sure Everton will bring it because of this position mm-hmm. they'll be in. Yeah, I just hope Liverpool does not slip up, that would be devastating for me. Despite being in on all all major trophies, like that would be a big bummer. That'd be a big L mm-hmm. for me if they don't beat Everton here because we're so close. Uh, and then wanted to just point out that leg one against uh, Villarreal is next Wednesday, and uh, it's at Anf- Anfield. So I'm thinking if they like are two plus goals getting out of that game, like whether it's three to one or two nil, I think they'll be in a pretty good spot. Like you want to get that big jump ahead that Bayern didn't and, mm-hmm. and failed to capitalize on. I think uh, Liverpool's in a great spot. They do have a good draw to get them to the finals, but Villarreal, you can't sleep on because they just nope. took care of the best They're team in Germany. Very good. They played really well against Bayern. So yeah. Looking ahead to the game of the week. For next week. Oh, this was a tough one, but ultimately an easy choice. Is that an oxymoron? Yep. Mm-hmm. We're staying in the MLS. What could it be? Game of the week for next week is Chicago Fire versus Minnesota Loons. Let's go, baby. Loons win two to one. <laughs> Bam. The podcast Darby. Yes. Podcast Darby. Windy City Wingers Darby. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love it. 
Dave, give us your score prediction, please. This is hard. It really depends on the roster for the fire for me. <laughs> it really does. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say like a draw, like one, one, but I really don't want to do that. Cause that's boring. Boo. Yeah. Boo draws. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, screw it. Let's do two nil fire. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just going to limp in here with a one, nothing fire. <laughs> We're going to go into Minnesota, just kind of grab a goal and then try and get out of there. That's, that's my, my only wish. <laughs> I had to do it with my heart. A <laughs> couple of soldiers over here with the predictions. All right. The big question, though, is, are you ready for the Minnesota ice cold D? No one's ever ready for that. Except that defense is mighty frosty. All I'm saying. April 23rd, 4 p.m. It's going down. Chicago Fire versus the Loons. I'm really excited for this one. I haven't got to watch a full Loons game yet this year. Definitely going to be tuning in for this one. And I hope you all do as well. Listen to us break it down next week. Before we wrap up, boys, any closing thoughts? Things you need to get off your chest? There are. An excellent slate of games in the Premier League again this weekend. Arsenal play Man U. Leicester play Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brentford play Tottenham. Chelsea fun. versus West Ham. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Merseyside Derby, where I talk about their classicers this weekend, mm-hmm. but it's just not as fun as usual. So, tons of good soccer as always. As always, every single week and weekend. Tons going on. Continues to amaze me. As usual, send us an email, winniecitywingers.info at gmail. If you'd prefer to reach out to us directly, you can do so. Brady, where can they reach out to you? On Twitter, I am at stat underscore bro. On Instagram, I am at bradthebard13. And Dave, where can our listeners reach out to you if they please? We'll be found on both Twitter and Instagram at WindyCity underscore Dave. Excellent. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in each and every week. Appreciate you all. Don't forget to like, subscribe, check out our Instagram, reach out. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you like. Until next week, stay safe, have fun, go fire. (laughs) 